A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event campus around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rul Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rukens, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversation. All right, welcome back. It's IMAX 2023. It's the 24th of May. Uh, human nature is the theme here at IMAX. And yeah. guess what? We are joined right now by Yannick Da Costa. <laughs> Yannick, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting. It's a pleasure. And with us are Ingrid Rip, our colleague, and Devin Pasha, uh, both with the Event Design Collective. So you're surrounded now. Yes. And uh, we were just on your podcast where you are sharing information. Tell us a little bit about your podcast so we can reciprocate oh, our yeah. actions. I would love to. Okay, so my podcast is called Eventist 365. So Eventist 365, the digits. Mm -hmm. um, and all we do is talk about corporate events all day, every day. So corporate events, how they function, the things that are necessary in order to um, increase their um, success. Um, whether that's from a design perspective, resources, um, connecting people, understanding processes. And um, it's been a really great uh, thing for me specifically because my design firm services um, people within the event space. So event producers, event marketers, and it's been a really great way for me to be able to connect with them and kind of understand what it is that they go through on a daily basis to figure out how we could best serve them um, and then also like learn along the way, right? And meet some really cool people. Absolutely. So, um, how often have you been to IMAX in Frankfurt? This is my very first time, not just at IMAX, but in Frankfurt. Um, and it's been really, really exciting. Um, I've met all of you. So, imagine, imagine, so I live in Jamaica, like mm -hmm. the actual island. Um, and imagine living on an island um, in a third world country and doing business with people in America every day and never meeting in person so I came to IMAX thinking oh I might not know anyone and then I kept seeing people I was like oh my gosh that is my client oh my gosh I know that person oh my gosh that person's been on my podcast so it's been really cool to kind of come here and like have a very tactile experience like oh my gosh I can hug you now we like literally talk at least like three times a month but now like you're a real person look I'm not AI um, and so it's been really cool and this is what we all need right I mean we've just come out of a, a period where you know, we were deprived of any type of, you know, uh, literally meeting each other face to face. And mm -hmm. uh, the theme of this year's event um, is human nature. Mm -hmm. Are you? What, what are you experiencing when you're thinking human nature? And, and I open the floor also <laughs> to Ingrid and, and and Devin to join in. Is like what? How does that feel to experience human nature whilst you're in a convention <laughs> hall? It's okay. So. And it's strange, okay, because I'm going to start sounding like a very strange antisocial person. I have come to recognize, primarily like with like since 2020, that I actually really thrive in environments where I'm by myself. Okay. So in 2020, um, being someone who is like really focused in the design space, 
even though we were working with people in events, mm -hmm. we had such a large influx of work mm -hmm. that the business grew exponentially. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that was because I was by myself in this space and was really able to focus on like delivering results, really able to focus on producing, really able to like, okay, if I'm having a meeting, it's because this is going to be a desired result, not just like to come hang out and just like chit chat. But then here I am at IMAX excited to connect with people. And I was absolutely scared. I was completely <laughs> scared to get on a plane and fly all the way across the world. Cause I mean, Jamaica's not close, right? Mm -hmm. And come in like, meet people by myself mm -hmm. and this is a little controversial i was also a little worried i was like oh are there going to be people that look like me here i'm not sure mm -hmm. and so those two things for me was like super scary but as i got here and i just had to make a decision to like do it scared anyway yeah. i'm still scared by the way i don't know if you can tell <laughs> and just decide like You're okay making it beautifully <laughs> really you. good mask job yeah I've been I've been mending this one for a while so I just show up and just like do it scared anyway because like I think instinctually we're all very scared of like entering into any unknown environment yes. and what that outcome is going to be like but for me again I've seen familiar faces I've met new friends like you guys um and I think that I've really gotten more out of this experience than I was even expecting to get because I couldn't possibly fathom what it was going to be because I've never been here. Isn't it strange that expectations sometimes hold back? Mm -hmm. But if you, whether that's new knowledge or inspiration or people, mm -hmm. it's it just happens, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like having, I I'm trying to remember, I, I want to say his name is David. Um, there was a gentleman yesterday who was talking at one of his sessions about um, demographics and how demographics um, sometimes limit or give us like this thing where we function in like this weird stereotypical ways. But like if we remove those like preconceived notions, like we can like literally experience like magical things. But is that like a part of the human experience for us to like assume or to create? I think it's our comfort level. Like we, you know, we empathize at the Event Design Collective, and and empathy, but not always assumptions. And I think mm -hmm. it's finding that line. And assumptions are the expectations that hold you back. But it's the serendipity, and that was actually part of our podcast this morning. Was was how many expectations versus how much space is there for serendipity? You happened to wander by us yesterday. <laughs> Um, and, and stay for one of our live design sprints and got engaged and we met. And, and it was looked, great. And it was great. And, and I saw your familiar face turned around and Unique's like, let's put you on the podcast. Let's go. And, and this serendipity to, to learn about you and learn about your expectations and be able then to empathize in the future with there is a group of people who are afraid to come to an IMAX not having known. How can we design more experiences for your for your group in the future for people who are first timers and may have that fear mm -hmm. to give you either better expectations or to um, exceed them in a way or to maybe lessen that trepidation a little bit. Yeah, I, and I and I know like right now there's a lot of it's we know when you're actually like in the event space it's sometimes it can be like really hard to receive feedback right here you are criticizing me versus like huh how can we create like this better experience for these attendees yes we did this well but what was missing for this person that maybe could increase the number of um, people that are similar to whomever to come and participate mm -hmm. i i had mentioned that i felt like there wasn't enough presence of like designers right so like you guys are designers you understand like the design process but like 
are designers a part of the conversation as much as they should be versus having strategies created and then just put on us and say execute and then you're like wait I don't I don't understand what's happening here like how how did we get here like what is the objective like what what would you actually like us to do how can we help you and I feel like that's also something that you know should be more a part of the so it's really exciting to kind of have you guys here to know like okay there are other people here who get that <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> and it's interesting to hear that um I think you're, you're, what, what, what you're expressing here is probably what happened prevalent in another space all of a sudden becomes more prevalent, right? So mm -hmm. um, changing a conversation or influencing a conversation can only happen when there's a good reason to do that, when people are open for it. And I think what, uh, what you're doing, you know, addressing it in a blog, getting way more reach for your audience to listen to the voices that you're hearing in Frankfurt, um, I think it's part of how we amplify using technology, right? Yeah. And things that come second nature today because we can, mm -hmm. right? We all want to feel a sense of belonging and want to be listened to. Well, mm -hmm. sense of belonging, we try to create by designing with people and making our time productive whilst we're here at IMAX to design World Education Congress 2027, destination unknown for MPI. Um, have you heard of MPI before? Yes, I actually am. Um met Drew here yesterday That's and awesome. it was great. <laughs> exactly. So had you heard of MPI before you went to IMAX? So I I heard about it in a very abstract sense, right? But yeah. like not in the way where I was really able to understand like what their actual message is. I mean I might I might come hang out with you guys in Mexico. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Yeah. Um, and it was nice to like to hear. But then it was also very interesting for me to hear that again the designers aren't placing themselves in the conversations mm -hmm. and so outside of the fact that like we know that there's an issue with like just being like prescribed like execute but like not being a part of like what that prescription is is problematic but then it's also very clear that there's a need that has to be filled that designers might not be aware of because I mean if they were then they would, they would all already be here <laughs> Well, the sense of belonging we, we get to create by hanging out together and listening together with our audience that we have no idea who might be listening to this <laughs> podcast, right? Um, but I'm sure they're going to check out your podcast too, right? Now that you've mentioned it. Yes, I would uh, love and that. And we'll add it to the comments below uh, you know, mm -hmm. so make sure people can click into that. Um, what designers do, though, is they allow the others to express their viewpoints and harvest that. And mm -hmm you know, get brains to collaborate together on coming out with what other people are thinking. So yes. um, we believe that design is a democratic process that anybody can do, mm -hmm. providing it has the right kind of structure and cadence to go through it. Absolutely. Um, it's not an ivory tower skill set mm -hmm. that you need to hire somebody for to do it for you. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever thought of the fact that event owners might be scared of designers? Okay, so I have thought about it, and I will explain. So, all right, so I'm the vice president of this thing called International Council of Design, which is, it's, it's very meta in its sense, so it's a design organization for design organizations. And okay. so um, we had our platform meeting in um, Lithuania, I want to say it was October of last year, and one of the things we were talking about was um, 
what is human-centric design and should we even call it human-centric at all because all design if we're creating it for humans clearly should be human-centric in the first place because we have to design for the use case but understanding that we need to get other people to be a part of the conversation instead of like functioning from this very elitist place where it's like I am the designer I went to design school I do the things um, <laughs> so yes I have I have thought that but that's also a part of design culture that might also need to be changed and addressed because and I might get like thrown out the window by a fellow designer later on we'll oh, take that risk yeah, yeah. but like we can be very elitist and like, no, um, this is how this needs to function. Or maybe we even think of like um, aesthetics and sometimes form over function is better. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's not, that's not always the popular view, right? Um, so, yes, I have thought about that. And it's a lot about just changing the culture of how we choose to interact with the people that we're creating solutions for. And like you said, anybody can be a designer, but you have to be a part of the design conversation to do that. You have to feel like welcome to understand what that process is like. Um, and I think you guys do actually a really great job of like creating a system that anyone, regardless of if they were like a trained designer or not, can function in to provide a viable solution for people to actually like get to the end result of whatever that event goal is. It is very democratic and I think that's one of the the, the key points that, that we promote a lot is is that anyone on your team can do it and in fact everyone on your team should, should do it. it. Yeah. And you really need to break the barriers down between the C-suite and the vice presidents and the program managers and your volunteers, your association members. And by doing that and creating that, that democratic sense and by validating everyone's lived experience, you create better and more functional teams mm -hmm. and they're more willing to participate. In addition to that, it it's more like a mindset, right? Design is more like a mindset than a function of one person or one department in, a, in an organization. So you really need to have everybody embrace that there can be part of that process. Yeah, I can, um, I can think back to when I was like working in corporate America and um, tries really hard not to name names <laughs> but like one of my one of my team members was really frustrated that the sales guys wanted to be a part of like our design process and I remember saying but like they interact with the clients more than we do but you know who interacts with the clients more than them is our customer service reps that are like Absolutely. down there in the mezzanine and so we're like can we have them be a part of the conversation and I actually got a lot of slack for that they were like but why and I was like well they literally talk to them every day. Like, their biggest complaints go to them long before you as a salesperson. You know why? Because they call that number on the little, like, box. Mm -hmm. And so they hear all of it. And having them being a part of the conversation was important. And it was rough. Yeah. It was rough because there, there was some elitism there too, right? It was just like, well, no, we're the salespeople. We talk to them. These are our clients. We There's a lot of ownership and, and reticence to breaking down the barriers that 
I think in corporate culture is like, oh, I've, I've raised a level, I've gone mm-hmm. up a level, I have mm-hmm. vice president in my title, and, mm-hmm. and therefore that should come with a certain amount of status and, and fence building around that role because you had to work so hard to climb that ladder. Yeah. So for us to want to sort of remove the ladders and create a democratic process can, can feel antithesis to success. But those who have climbed the ladder and understand how much empathy and people work it takes to get there can see the value in, oh, you can create conversations between multiple levels by being democratic, by asking everyone's opinion, and you can stay at the top of the food chain, but you need to be able to communicate clearly at every level instead of sort of that huge gap between planner and and C-suite. Yeah. I think that's fair. Event owners can be very lonely. And sometimes they're scared of designers, and I find because they ask so many questions. Right? <laughs> Hard um, questions at that. And Challenging they questions. They don't necessarily know the answers, and, and it makes them feel extremely vulnerable. And, and you know, because they don't know, they just wanted an event, right? Why? Why are you asking me all these? This pattern is from with others and then being confronted. Yeah, anything's fair. Um, but I also don't think there's anything wrong with not knowing the answer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I have a, I have a, um, it's a little motto mm-hmm. I tend mm-hmm. to function by. I don't know the answer, but I'll go find it for you and I'll circle back. Mm-hmm. Just true. Yeah. Please yeah. follow up with me. Like I might not know the answer, but I might know the person who does. Absolutely. Let me reach out to them. Let me connect you with them. And, and again, I guess that also comes to the whole having people be a part of the conversation. I mean, if you are the leader or like you're the person driving the conversation, so to speak, you're not executing all on your own. You don't have all the pieces. So mm-hmm. you, you need to reach out and assemble and grab and put those things together. It so. also builds trust. If a CEO can say, I don't know that answer, but I have an expert on my team who does, and I'd love to introduce you. Mm-hmm. That shows trust. That shows respect. It shows that you've built a team that you respect and can easily put them in front of that client or that person to say, mm-hmm. this is the true expert who can give you all of that information versus mm-hmm. I have to be the one who holds the information. And and I think with this, even this podcast right now is changing the conversation of you can be a leader and be respected and still not have all the answers, but know on your team who does and be a part of the process in answering them. Yeah, for sure. The best consultants are the people that don't have any answers or don't know anything, <laughs> right? So the uh, maybe not the ignorance, but the... Um, curiosity. Willingness the curiosity to learn. Curiosity and this whole idea of the willingness to explore something yeah. that you don't know anything about is your superpower very often when you are a designer. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what I found... You know, just here, and tomorrow we'll we'll talk to the people in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no set process that they use, but it's an organic thing that has come out of the organization that has gone from being zero years years old to 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And as it's growing, it's you know it's, it's, it's further evolving, mm-hmm. which yeah. is very interesting. It's always a collaborative team effort. Um, what we're seeing, and the the answers are not. The reason why you ask the question, uh, right? It's about just giving options and creating prototypes and considering alternatives. There is never a right or wrong answer because events happen in the future and you have no idea what the future looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, and then I guess there's like 10,000 different ways to skin a cat. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Or maybe not a cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kitty. Yeah. And now we need to find a PC version of that <laughs> metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> I need something else. Yeah. I think you take away from. I love how I'm getting to just like talk to people. Like 
not being afraid to just like approach every day because I, I okay so I say that because how the setups can be a little intimidating um, even like on the um, exhibit exhibition show floor like mm-hmm. it feels very like invite only and so if you come here as someone who really doesn't know anyone or you're not a part of a group or you're not like a hosted by you're kind of just like can I talk to them can I sit here is this okay but like just making the decision to not be afraid to talk to people um, and then not allowing people's titles to scare you and I think that's like within the same like construct mm-hmm. like okay this person might be the CEO but I would like to speak to them maybe they would value my opinion I'd like to say hello not because I'm trying to receive maybe there's something I can give um, so that's just for like the thing is you have to actually decide what track you want to come and follow because there are a couple of different tracks um, the two that resonated with me the most was um, design and then um, marketing clearly mm-hmm. so I decided like how I was going to follow those um, and then the third one is actually deciding to go to the networking events because it's really easy to miss those, especially if you've had like a really long day. But like I feel like outside of the show floor, those are the really amazing places that relationships are built. Um, you know, maybe you don't drink, but you run, you mm-hmm. know, like going for like the 5K this morning probably would have been an amazing thing for you. Um, so those are my three takeaways from the event in terms of methodology. What I have definitely seen as something that definitely needs to be addressed is to make sure two things. Um, People of color know that this is a thing that they have access to um, and that there are resources and tools for them to learn and develop and build their career um, here at IMEX and a place where they will feel comfortable and welcome. Um, And then the other part of it is making sure that as designers you're here to be a part of the conversation again and not designers in this like super elitist way it's just a, you know side effect of me saying designers because that's what's on my business card but um <laughs> being willing to um be here and um open up the process of collaboration to the people who are actually involved in the um stakeholding portion of it mm-hmm. yeah. i love that so processing outcomes, processing what you're learning in real time whilst talking about it is something that is invaluable to the team at IMAX, to our listeners, because it's not every day you get to be a first-time attendee. No. I can't, I can't redo that. <laughs> I've been here too often, right? Um, but really appreciate your uh, perspective and joining us on the podcast. Thank you for what you do for the industry and giving people voices across your first experience here. Um, Do you think podcasts are a good way to connect with people? Oh, no, you know for sure I think so. Because that's that's literally the (laughs) only reason why I started mine. Oh, that's Um, the only reason? Yeah. Well, so, mm, okay, don't say uh uh-uh. People have a tendency. Mm -hmm. So last year, my dad died and my brother was murdered and I became like a bit of a recluse and I moved to Jamaica. And my, my client base is like heavy in the United States like how do you stay connected with people from a completely different country yeah. and so the podcast gave me the ability to do that okay. like a lot of the people that I started meeting the ones that I've like put their like name to a face like mm-hmm. actually been able to touch them while I'm at Amex they were like guests on my podcast so I would like you know connect them through Zoom and we'd record it and then I didn't put it up and all of that and so for me 
it's been an invaluable tool in how to actually connect with people, but then also to then share our messages with other people who can also resonate with them. So you're creating your own community. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been great. And creating trust in a community and, and continuing that work. It's, it's like a little new neural network of, of connections. Absolutely. I mean, now like I've found people like we're like referring to themselves as like eventists and I'm like, Oh, I like this. This is nice. So I started making like these little eventist shirts. So I'm like sending to all of my guests. Like, oh, eventist. Okay, cool. Keep on doing that. <laughs> Keep yeah. on doing that. Changing the conversation with new vocabulary. Uh-huh. Be like, who who came up with this? I don't know, but some maybe somebody at IMAX. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a conversation is a powerful thing, right? Um, if you leave it to chance, like maybe we did this time, uh, you end up meeting new people from new parts of the world and creating new connections, like we've done around the table here. Ingrid, how how has your experience been and and making the connections and how's the human nature part been for you so far by the end of day two? Oh wow, that's a big question, Ruth. Um, it's amazing to meet people that are seeking solutions to any of their challenges that they have, and it's fun to take them around in in you know a story that we their solution. I don't know, but it's it's nice to talk to people who really. How would I say that? Um, really want to dig in, you know, with like you mm -hmm. said, uh, Devon, with curiosity, curiosity and keep on asking. Oh, and but why this and why that and why only this or why, you know? And like you said before, um, and it, um, it's it's fun to get the questions for a change rather than mm -hmm. asking asking them. So yeah, I think that's really triggered me today answering lots of questions that so are so normal to me now mm -hmm. right yeah. so now we have to conquer the world <laughs> no small task no. one event at a time one good conversation exactly. at a time yeah. on that bombshell we're going to leave you here with human nature at IMAX it's the 24th of May 2023 20th edition Yannick thank you for joining us my pleasure Ingrid thank you for joining in Devon always a pleasure um Watch out for the next episodes and make sure to check out the links in the comments because you can check out Yannick's podcast as well. I'm raising my hands. <laughs> <laughs> You've been hanging out backstage on Design to Change Designer Conversations. Thank you for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe and share conversations online using hashtag Design to Change and hashtag Event Canvas. Want more thought-provoking content like this? Visit designtochange.online to purchase your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Don't forget, it's more than just a book. Experience a hard copy, audio format, video format, and format. Tune into our next episodes and hear from more designers and change makers. Until then, we look forward to our next conversation.